to Maranatha Christian Assembly Podcast, where we bring you the Word of God wherever you are. We pray that you be blessed by God's Word this week. So this morning, uh, I'm going to look at uh, the passage from... uh, Acts chapter 16. So the title of my message is Pathways to God. So in Acts chapter 16, uh, Timothy Keller actually uh, uh, mapped out three ways that people are converted, three ways that people are, are drawn near to God. And uh, these three ways are actually quite easy to remember. Huh? So it's uh, head, heart, and hands. Okay, it doesn't use that same phrase. Uh, it's, it's my own phrase. So basically cognitive or intellectual pathways. Then what we call the intuitive pathway, which is the heart. And then lastly is the, uh, the, the, the concrete relation, uh, which is more the, the hands, the doer part. All right? So these are the three uh, main pathways. Of course, every one of us is, uh, doesn't strictly fall into one pathway. Okay, we are always a mixed mesh of different pathways. But there will be, each one of us will have a dominant pathway where we use it to draw near to God. Uh, and, and we can also use that pathway to help others to draw near to God. Okay, so we're going to look at that in uh, Acts chapter uh, 16. And uh, uh, Luke is a person, Luke is a doctor who wrote the book of Acts and uh, he chose to compile the book of Acts and he chose to include these three conversion stories all in the, uh, in the chapter of Acts. And F. F. Bruce, uh, a very renowned scholar, he actually said this, he says, um, three individuals are singled out by Luke among those whose lives were influenced for good by the gospel at Philippi. They differ so much from one another that he might be taught to have selected them deliberately in order to show how the saving power of the name of Jesus was shown in the most diverse types of men and women. So in this story, we're going to look at three different persons who are very, very different, but yet God is able to reach out to them uh, through Paul and uh, Silas and the whole group of missionaries, uh, God being able to use them, uh, Luke as well as Timothy. So there's this whole uh, missionary group, it's, it's Paul's second missionary group, and he used this group of people to reach out to these three individuals in the book of Acts chapter 16. Okay, so if, if there's somebody that you are with where you think in your brain, this person can never be converted, this person God can never reach because it's a tough nut. Have you all met, met this kind of people? There's no way. Impossible. So from this story, you can also be encouraged that actually God can reach out to them. No matter how different, how diverse, uh, God is able to use us to reach out to them. All right? So the big idea for us uh, this morning is partner with God and one another okay? to reach different people through different pathways. Okay? So in our passage today, we want to learn how to partner with God and one another to reach different group of people through the diverse giftings uh, in this body of Christ, all right? And uh, we must be ready uh, to do ministry uh, differently uh, to reach the next generation, all right? So the first pathway, of course, I mentioned already, uh, is the head, or what you call the intellectual pathway. Uh, and in this story, uh, there is this person called Lydia. Any Lydia here? I oh, know, uh, Lydia quite a popular name, uh. Okay, so anyway, uh, it's, it's, uh, this pathway is what we call the thinker's pathway. 
Okay, and uh, we see in uh, Acts chapter 16, verse 13, it says, On the Sabbath day, we, we means Paul and the whole missionary group, uh, Silas, Luke, Timothy, uh, others, okay, went outside the gate, okay, they're at Philippi, uh, to the riverside where they're supposed, there was a place of prayer. Okay, and we sat down and spoke to the woman who had come together. Okay, so they are supposed to go to a synagogue okay, in, the, in the Philippi. They wanted to look for a synagogue on a Sabbath day, uh, but they realized there's no synagogue. Okay, what does it mean? It means that there's not enough... Uh, when you have 10 Jewish men uh, that believe in God, they can form a synagogue. Okay, so they couldn't find uh, even 10 uh, synagogues. So they, what did they do? Okay, they went to a group of women. Okay? One of those who heard us was a woman named Lydia from the city of Thyatira, wow, very hard to pronounce, Thyatira, a seller of purple goods who was a worshipper of God. The Lord opened her heart to pay attention to what was said by Paul. And after she was baptized and her household as well, she urged us saying, if you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. And she prevailed upon us. Alright, so Paul couldn't find the synagogue where he wanted to go there and, and join the religious gathering to preach or, or to minister. So he, there were a few women there. You know? So he gathered this, this group of women and started doing a Bible study with them. Wow, interesting, right? So the woman, he gathered them and uh, there's this one woman. Her name is uh, Lydia. Okay, so uh, as you can see, she's actually a businesswoman, a very successful businesswoman. So uh, she, uh, her job is, is um, to make this dye. Okay? This dye is this purple dye, actually from, uh, from the, the, the juice of this, this plant called a madder root. And the purple dye is actually used by Roman emperors. Okay? So it's, it's, a, it's, it's a very expensive uh, material. Okay? And uh, she's rich, she's successful, educated, independent woman. Okay? Uh, even though she was very rich and successful, uh, there was an emptiness in her. There was something that was missing. And when Paul was giving the Bible study and expounding the scriptures, suddenly her eyes opened up. Okay, the Lord opened her eyes to pay attention. Pay attention means she, she got what the gospel was about. Who is Jesus? Uh, and, and when she realized that, uh, you know, she was baptized even by, by Paul. Paul, uh, she wanted to be converted. Paul baptized her and then eventually her life was changed and uh, asked the whole missionary gang to stay at her house. Okay, I'm sure it's a very good and beautiful house. So Lydia represents what we call the uh, cognitive thinker or the intellectual thinker. And she came to the Lord through logical revelation of the scriptures. Okay, she represents the type of people that, you know, when you take away the intellectual roadblocks in their life, they're able to come fully to the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, uh, and... Um, in Singapore, of course, uh, we also have the same category of people who are very rich, very educated, very logical, and uh, if, if they're able to be convinced that the scripture is true, they can also come to the Lord. Okay, so uh, this pathway, uh, let me just explain. There's this thing called the Age of Enlightenment. I don't know whether you all know. Uh, it happens in the 17th, 18th century, also called the Age of Reason. So it's a, it's a century where people begin to use reason, logic, and science. Okay? There's a revolution of science to discover the truth. Okay? So um, during that enlightenment period, religion did lose a bit of ground. Uh, 
uh, because people were saying, hey, uh, this one doesn't seem very logical, okay? uh, not, not very reasonable. So some, there were some people who were, who were lost to the faith due to the age of enlightenment. Uh, but it also led to uh, many people receiving Christ, especially in the 19th and 20th century. I don't know whether you remember. Uh, 19th and 20th century, uh, people like uh, Ravi Zechariah, people like C.S. Lewis, people like uh, George McDowell, a lot of people converted to Christianity through apologetics. Okay, wow, they listened, wow, makes sense, huh? and they came to the Lord. Okay, so uh, using reason, uh, uh, apologetics, logic, they came to the Lord. So many actually baby boomers, uh, Gen X like myself, uh, they were rich in this way. Okay, they, uh, they began to understand the scriptures. So I myself uh, am, uh, this, this is my pathway. Okay, quite, quite obvious, right? This is my pathway. Uh, I think when I was doing Bible study, uh, when I first came to Christ, they actually excommunicated me out of the Bible study because I was asking too many questions. And I said, oh, you know, why like that? So, so actually a brother, his name is called Singti. He, uh, he's an engineer, so he took me out of the group because they were scared of me being in the group. So he began to explain to me, like, you know, uh, does dog go to heaven? I was asking him, you're an engineer, right? What, what, what does God have? Uh, what's God's purpose for an engineer? You know, so I, he, was, he was explaining to me all this. So he actually helped me in, uh, in unpacking some of these things. And uh, eventually, uh, I, I went to university. And in campus, could say I was very uh, on fire because I went to every camp, every seminar. Yeah, every camp, every seminar. And in my last year, they even made me the head of evangelism. So I was uh, producing my own apologetic material. I didn't even use the false spiritual law. I had my own folder with colored slides. Of, of the false spiritual law and apologetics. So I was uh, super, super on. Okay, and uh, and uh, eventually, when I graduated from university, I actually couldn't do anything else. I had no desire for anything else. Uh, I looked at the job fair, well, nothing interests me. Money doesn't interest me, career. I only had a burning desire to go to Bible college. So I had to go. If not, I would burn and die. Uh, and, you know, so I went to Bible college for... Uh, four years just to uh, consume uh, this, this desire and hunger for the Word of God. So that was predominantly uh, my pathway and my, my, my journey to God. I don't have some like, supernatural, uh, angelic encounter. or you know, It is not, not, not how the Lord reached me. So, so today there's also a group of people uh, like that. Okay? And um, how do we reach them? I think the first thing uh, we have to to know is we have to be not afraid of their questions. Okay, so sometimes wow, people ask a lot of things. Hey, don't, don't ask so many questions. Just pray and believe Jesus. Can you not? You're scared, right? As parents, so sometimes they ask a lot of questions. Uh, but the, the key is don't be afraid. You know? Just tell them the truth. Don't pretend that you know also. Just tell them, I don't know. Uh, let's discover the answer together. Uh, that's why Alpha Course is a, is a very successful course because the slogan of Alpha Course is ask anything. Okay? Ask anything. So ask, discuss, it's okay. And, and for me, uh, sometimes during uh, my dinner time or during my quiet time with my children uh, in the past, some topics can come up. You know, why, why, you know, why is homosexuality wrong? There's nothing wrong. And the dinner will take like one, two hours. Or they say, oh, evolution, you know, I, I, I'm studying bio, evolution is true. Then the dinner will take another two hours. Or they say, oh, feminism. What, what, what do you mean a guy is the head of the household? That's ridiculous. 
and then the dinner will take another two hours. So, so it, it always use it to discuss uh, different scriptures, all right? And always give room for dialogue and discussion, okay? And today, even the way we, uh, we preach, I have to change, okay? In, in the past, when we are trained, is we give you one view. We hammer the Christian view until you, you get it. But today, the young people, they don't like that. They want you to present all the views, okay? Four views of homosexuality. Then you choose which one you want. Okay, so, so that, that, that evolves also. So we give room for discussion, for dialogue. And apologetics today, you cannot use the Rabbi Zechariah or Josh McDowell evidence that demands a verdict. You cannot use that anymore. How we do apologetics in the 21st century uh, needs to shift okay, by just giving you facts and evidence. Uh, it doesn't work because we are in a post-modern era where people are more into feelings, more into opinions, more into their own personal truth, okay, which I will come to uh, in the second pathway. So in May and uh, in, in this year, May and June, uh, we're going to do a apologetic series okay, um, on uh, eight sermon series, uh, eight sessions. So some, uh, last week we gave you an interest group survey, right? Then uh, one of the questions is, what are the questions that some of your friends may be asking? Okay. So if you forget to fill up, uh, you can fill up later. All right, I, I already received about 20, uh, 20 entries. Okay, so th that's something that we want to do. We want to help people with, in this pathway to answer some of their questions. Uh, fourthly, uh, the people today is very different from 20 years ago. So we have to be in touch with what people are thinking today. Okay, so even people who don't believe in God, like atheists, they have their own worldview, their own values, and we begin to understand. So recently, I was looking through the papers and uh, I saw this advertisement. Do you know now, quite popular, very popular is what? Right, no? Gender neutral perfume. Have, no? Do you know? Ah, you all don't know, right? Ah. Because it is politically incorrect to have a male perfume and a female perfume. Wrong. So now the most popular perfume is actually gender neutral. All the big brands have it. Okay, if you're not aware, just uh, take note. Huh? And uh, nowadays when people raise their kids, they say, boys uh, shouldn't let them just wear blue or female wear pink. Don't do that. Okay? Cut hair also. Guy cut short hair, girl. No. Toys also. You don't give the boys the, the, the car and the girls the doors. Don't. Let them decide for themselves. Wow. Really, you know, not, that's not what's happening. So you see a lot of Korean show, the boys are, what well, the hair quite long one. Uh. I was like, what's happening? Uh? Oh, you know, just let them gender neutral. This one, what they want to play. Boys play doll, no problem. Wear pink, no, no problem. Okay? So that's the, the prevailing worldview uh, that we are in. And we need to be aware so that we can uh, uh, explore with them, you know, uh, what are some of these things that they're thinking about and whether the gospel presents a better storyline. Okay, so those are the, the, the ways. And of course, lastly, to reach them, uh, some, some, some preachers or some uh, denominations have gone into what I call TED Talks. Uh. Okay, very motivational one. Uh. Maybe quote one line of scripture, but the rest is for TED Talk. Make you feel good, short, sweet, lift you high. But uh, in this world, actually, people are not looking for TED Talks. People want to know what the Word of God has to say to them, how the Word of God is better, it has an answer, it's a timeless truth for everyone. So we should go deeper into the Word of God rather than less. 
Uh, and people are not into being guilt trip. Okay, last time you come to church, I whack you until you behave. Okay, but now uh, we need to go to gospel centric. It means how does the gospel actually inspire us to change life because of the unconditional love of our Lord Jesus Christ? So, so as a church, uh, some of us uh, may be not used to this kind of thing. Okay, but uh, to we need to be ready to pivot. Okay, to to reach a new generation, a new world, and it's not easy. I'm also learning, and. Um, some of you are very scared of changes, right? But let me assure you, there's only one thing that will remain constant uh, as we move from here. Only one thing. What is that? Change. You feel better, right? Uh? Feel better, right? Uh? So once you get it out, uh, it's okay. Only one thing, which is change. All right, so how we talk to our kids, how we do youth ministry, how we um, do Bible study, you know, some of these things, you may be changing. You'll be doing it differently. How I preach also, I have to, I have to relearn how to preach, really. So uh, we have to keep changing so that we can reach people like Lydia, uh, who is searching for the gospel. In fact, a lot of uh, young professionals, they are actually searching. How does Christ give them a better answer? Okay, so we must be ready to help this group of people. Second pathway is what we call the intuitive pathway. People who are more fearless, the heart. Okay, and in this story, it's about a slave girl. So what is the meaning of intuitive? Intuitive means using or based on what one feels to be true even without conscious reasoning. Okay, more instinctive. Okay. In Acts chapter 16, verse 16, as they were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a slave girl who had a spirit of divination and brought her owners much gain by fortune-telling. She followed Paul and us, crying out, These men are servants of the Most High God, who proclaim to you the way of salvation, and this she kept doing for many days. Paul, having become greatly annoyed, turned and said to the Spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her, and he came out of her at the very hour. So this slave girl is, uh, is converted uh, she's possessed by this pythonic uh, python, uh, a Greek spirit, okay? and uh, her owners were actually making use of her to uh, gain money because she can do fortune telling. Okay? So she is uh, basically a poor person who saw herself broken, oppressed spiritually and physically, uh, but she is spiritually attuned. Okay? She's familiar with the spiritual realms. That's why she can see and sense that Paul uh, and, and Silas, they are actually the servant of the Most High. Okay, he, she recognized that. And she began following them and started give, giving free advertisement. Very noisy, yeah? So, wow, Paul fed up already. So, turn around and uh, cast uh, the demon out of her. Okay, and uh, she was converted immediately. And um, uh, so, so, Lydia is, is not somebody who is converted through a Bible study. Okay, God touch her life, touch her, her spirit, touch her heart. Okay? So the, the, the slave girl actually represents intuitive people who come to Christ through power encounters or spiritual experiences with God. Okay? Uh, they also, also refer to the people who you know, uh, come to the Lord because the Lord touched their hearts. Okay? They, were, they were touched in the service, touched by something uh, that happened, and uh, they turned to God. Not so much intellectual, but because God has move their hearts. 
Okay. Uh, so, so for example, uh, spiritual realm, you know, I, I, I know of an ex-pastor, you know, who used to be a medium, you know, used to be possessed, but the Lord delivered her, and then she came uh, to the Lord Jesus Christ. There are other people, you know, they, uh, uh, they receive the gift of tongues, and then they are converted, so supernaturally. Other people, I, I see in the services, sometimes they start crying without knowing why, okay? Because the Holy Spirit came upon them, they started crying, Maybe it's a song, maybe it's something the pastor said. Uh, and, and emotionally, they were touched by the Lord, and that's why they came to the Lord. So this represents uh, the intuitive uh, group of people. So in the 20th to 21st century, uh, the normal uh, generation that we are in has moved from modernity to postmodernity. So modernity was science, logic, empiricism. Uh, nowadays, it has moved to Postmodern. Postmodern means what? Uh, when it comes to things of faith, values, uh, people no longer trust logic or evidence. Okay? Because uh, they feel that the higher powers or institution have been pushing down religion, pushing down the modern answer, pushing down a universal religion to everyone. So they begin to reject. Okay? Say that these people are actually abusing their power. They are forcing everybody to believe in certain things. So postmodern people, they want to find out the truth for themselves. Okay, so everybody's truth is as valid as your neighbor. There is no one absolute religion, one absolute truth. Okay, so how do they come to the truth? Through feeling. I feel that it's real. Through spiritual encounter. That's why New Age movement is very, very big. Okay, so uh, they, they want to know for themselves what is true. They want to discover for themselves what is true. They go on a, a, a long journey. Okay, to discover that uh, they, uh, they like Jesus, but they don't like the church, you know, that kind of thing. So they are into spirituality, uh, but they are not into institutionalized religion. So the Gen Y and the Gen Z wins my children, uh, teenagers and below. Gen Z are maybe children, teenagers are like in the Gen Y. So this group of people are what we call postmodern. Okay, they are very in touch with their feelings, more than us. Okay, you ask them how they feel, they know how to say it. Okay, their uh, mental health is a big thing. Okay, they are very willing to share how they feel. And, and uh, they want to know God not through evidence, science, logic. They want to know God through personal experiences, feelings, uh, spiritual encounters. Okay? So how to reach this group of people? It's not by giving them all the facts. Uh, they, you can't. So how to reach uh, this intuitive group of people is we must maintain what we call um, spiritual-filled service. Okay? So we are Pentecostals and we must never lose that because they are looking for encounters with God, okay? spiritual encounters. They want to be touched by God. Uh, they want to hear God for themselves. So they're actually very hungry. So they, they, that's why they go into Eastern religion, Buddhism, meditation, New Age. Okay, but Pentecostal churches, we have the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is alive today to touch them uh, in their own special way. Okay, so we must maintain that. Second thing that's very important for this generation, this group of post-modernity, is what I call music. Worship music, very important. Okay, so worship ministry, wow. You have an important job, Okay. Um, it's a pathway for many of them. So it's not so much about, you know, tip-top 
worship service, no flaws, professional. It's more about uh, heartfelt. Okay? It's about being anointed. Okay, about worshiping the Lord with all your heart. And when we do that, people can connect with God. Uh, and that's what they're looking for, a connection with God. So this is something uh, very, very important. So for myself, um, you know, when I was in university, there's this guy, uh, his name is called Henry. I can still remember him. Okay, he's, he's one of my Bible study group. Uh, and, and whenever he, he picks up the guitar and whenever he, pray, uh, he plays the guitar and sings, it's not because he's an excellent person, but because he sings from his heart. So even up to today, uh, when uh, he, he sang that, that song, My Redeemer is Faithful and True, right? Wow. I said, I, up to today, I can still remember it. Up to today, it, can, it still touched my heart. Why? Because uh, he sings with his heart. Uh, he sings unto the Lord. And, and that makes a lot of difference. So for us, uh, you know, music is, is definitely a big thing in reaching out to the next generation. Uh, thirdly, creative arts. Creative arts is, is more and more, and more, and more important because this generation are not into reading, okay, not so much into uh, hearing, but they are into watching, actually. Okay, that's anything to do with the screen. You know, they consume more YouTube, TikTok, and Netflix than any one of us. Okay, that's why they are called what? Uh, screenagers, okay, because they're always on the on the screen. Screenagers, okay. Uh, and and for us, um, you know, many churches after COVID, uh, they cut their online service. They cut uh, uh, anything to do with online because they want the people to come back. Uh, but for us, we maintain it because we believe that um, many people will consume through this media. So even as I'm speaking, right, actually online, uh, there's more people than onsite. Uh. Sometimes 50, 60 people. So, so it is something that we want to use to bless others with no strings attached. Of course, those who are online, we welcome you. Please come on site okay, to be part of the faith community uh, because you cannot grow alone. Okay? So we want to exhort you to come and join us, uh, to fellowship with us. All right? so, so online, on site, uh, screens become something very important um, to reach the next generation. Okay? So anything to do with Drama, story, videos uh, become something very, very important. So if you are a creative person in this area, okay, uh, it is important to serve in your giftings. So for myself, um, uh, this, this drawing actually was uh, painted and given to me on my birthday in 2021. Okay, in 2021, uh, my daughter drew this and gave it to me uh, in April of 2021. And when she gave me this, right, she didn't know that I was praying uh, to leave my previous church. Okay, she didn't know. Two days later, I came here to preach in May 2021, first service. Okay, uh, and, and uh, this picture spoke a lot to me because it was like, wow, God is using my daughter to tell me to step out of the boat. Uh. I was like, wow, sell out, sell out. Now I got confirmation from daughter, wow, very hard. She didn't know all this was happening, but she gave me this. Uh, and it, it is a use of her artistic talent, you know where God can use to speak to me, convey me, hey, it's very scary, but you need to step out of the boat. You know? So, so uh, cre creative arts, something very, very important, and many of us are actually gifted in this area. Okay, fourth thing, to reach out to this group of people, they are into stories and testimonies rather than a three-point sermon. Okay? They want to hear stories, testimonies. Okay? So uh, uh, we, we want to do that more often. You know, every year we hope to uh, produce one uh, good video of, of people in our congregation 
you know, that can be shared to our friends uh, out of this place. We give thanks for the Creative Collective uh, Ministry. So you are in this area, you're gifted in this area, please approach them okay, and uh, serve God with this area of your life. And lastly, fourth, is they are looking for authenticity. Authenticity means they are not so interested in your victory stories. Ah. They are interested in your pain, your failures, uh, where, where certain things are not resolved, but yet you can give thanks to God, you can struggle with God, you can journey with God. So, so they are not interested in your all the grand, or you are healed by God, blah, blah, blah. It's how are you having joy when you have cancer? Uh, those kind of things even will speak to them even more. Okay, so they're looking for authenticity. They want to put you on a pedestal. They want to identify with your pain. Okay, so as a preacher also, uh, we have to preach differently because of that. All right, so this, uh, what is the last pathway? Okay, and this pathway, of course, many of you can do better than me. Lah. Okay, many of you, all right? So we need you uh, in this area. The last pathway is what we call the, uh, the hands. Okay, the doers. Uh, Keller used this term, concrete relational. Okay, concrete relational means not abstract. Uh, means something you can see and do. Very practical one. Relational means uh, real relationships. Okay, concrete relational. So we after the uh, after the, the demon girl was being uh, delivered, actually the owners started a riot. Okay, so when the owners saw that their hope of gain was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace before the rulers. And when they had brought them uh, before the magistrate, they said, These men are Jews and they are disturbing our city. They advocate customs that are not lawful for us as Romans to accept or practice. The crowds joined in attacking them, and the magistrate tore the garments of them and gave orders to beat them up with rods. And when they had inflicted many blows upon them, they were threw them into a prison, ordering the jailer to keep them safely, having received this order. He put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. Alright, so the owners of Slay Girl, you know, they, they own this girl, but yet because she was a demon uh, possessed and delivered, she was of no use. She could not tell fortune anymore. So the owners were actually very, very angry. So they stir up a riot and saying that, oh, Paul, you know, they, they are teaching some weird thing, that uh, weird cult, you know, and uh, they actually. Uh, mess with my possession. Okay, the girl was their possession, and uh, they uh, they ordered the magistrate and stirred up a riot, and the magistrate had to um, basically imprison them. Okay, and um, they were their feet were put in stocks. Hey, what is stocks? Stocks is this thing, ah? Huh? Okay, so it's a it's a very uncomfortable position. Uh, they had to be in uh, while they were in prison. Okay, uh, so they were suffering in in prison. Okay, but what did um, what did Paul and uh, Silas do? Okay, they only they only throw in Paul and Silas. Okay, Luke, uh, Timothy. Uh, I think they were they are not they are not Jews. They are Gentiles, so they were not in prison. Only Paul and Silas were in prison. And when they were in prison, what did they do? About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to the Lord, and the prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundation of the prison was shaken. Immediately, all the doors were open and everybody's bonds were unfastened. When the jailer woke and saw that the prison doors were open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself, supposing the prisoners had escaped. But Paul cried out with a loud voice, Do not harm yourself, we are all here. 
and the jailer called for lights and rushed in and trembling with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas. And he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And when they said, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to them and all who were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their wounds. And he was baptized at once, he and his family. Then he brought them into his house, set foot before them, and he rejoiced along with his entire household that he had believed in God. All right, so even when uh, Paul and Silas, they were in prison, their feet were, in, uh, were being tied up, uh, what were they doing? In an uncomfortable position, they were what? Praying and singing hymns to the Lord. Wow, you know. So uh, in the most difficult situation, they were praising the Lord. And then suddenly there was this earthquake. Okay, and then all the prison doors and the chains were, were unloosened. It seems like a miracle, huh? Even though Israel is not free from earthquake, it seems like a miracle, you know? Wow, all the thing, chains get broken. And, and the jailer actually, uh, he thought that, wow, the prisoner had all escaped because it was dark. Okay, and he wanted to kill himself. Because as a Roman guard, if you fail in your duty, okay, uh, first, you could be executed because you, you lost the prisoners. Second, it is, it is shameful. Okay? So he wanted to kill himself. But then Paul and Silas shouted, Hey, don't kill yourself. Okay, we are all here. So not only was Paul and Silas remaining in the prison, they also managed to convince the other prisoners to stay behind, even though they can run. You know? So when uh, the jailer came and saw Paul and Silas, he wasn't converted because there was uh, this miraculous earthquake. Huh? He was converted because Paul and Silas and the prisoners chose to stay. Okay? He was convicted by their love, by their uh, grace for him. Uh, and, and, it, and he couldn't understand why these two people who were singing while they were suffering now willingly give up their own freedom for his sake. So he was very very moved by this uh, act of theirs. Okay, so, so for, for the jailer, right, he, he comes to the Lord not because of Bible study or not because of, of uh, his, 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 his heart was uh, uh, emotionally charged. He, he came because he was a very practical person, okay, very practical person, and he saw uh, in the life of uh, Paul and Silas how uh, they, they uh, acted out in love, in a practical ways. So they saw how they could be free, yet they chose to stay. So he decided, wow, this people's life is real. He had contact with real Christ followers okay, whose life are changed. And uh, he decided, oh, this person's religion is real because I saw it in their life. I had a friendship with them and they showed me what Christ's love can do. So he was converted because uh, not because of the miracle, but because of uh, the relationship that he saw with Paul and Silas. So this, this uh, jailer represents people who are not so interested in sermons or intellectual presentation, not, not so interested uh, in skit or dramas. These people are uh, the people who are very moved by practical okay, and concrete acts of love by the people around them, okay, people that they can see and touch. Uh, they are converted because of the authentic relationship to help them see that Christianity is real and better. 
Okay? Uh, and and uh, these people are converted because they want to know how Christianity helps them uh, to live a better and more practical life. So this is where uh, these people are what you call the concrete relational pathway. Okay? So they, they are very uh, Singaporeans, okay? very uh, uh, boomers, boomers. Okay? Baby boomers are very practical, practical people. Okay? Uh, what is real? What you can touch? Okay, then uh, that what makes sense for us. Okay, so this, this pathway is um, uh, very uh, true for especially the older generation. Okay, concrete relational. So how to reach this group of people? This group of people, they are looking for friendship. Okay, so they don't believe well, all the glitzy thing, all the, you know, all the hype. No, no, no. They want people who are real Christ followers in their lives where they can see, they can touch. Okay, uh, and... and that's why friendship evangelism is the most powerful. Okay, because they can see a life that has changed. They can touch it. They can feel it. Okay, so friendship, very important. That's why we, uh, we talk about, you know, let's have interest groups so that you can meet people, real people. And if more people they can see who are living Christ-like lives, then they believe. Okay, if they can't see, they will never believe. Don't, no matter what kind of video you put out there. Okay, so they need to be in contact with real Christ followers. The more, the better. Second thing, they are looking for hospitality. Okay, so when they come to church, they want to see whether hey, you guys are real or not. Okay, uh, whether you are just pretending, fake show, you know, uh, or, or do you take a genuine interest in their lives? Okay, so um, uh, we have gotten better in this area. Okay, when uh, newcomers here, wow, see everybody flock to them. I don't have a chance to say hello, so that's good. All right, uh, and and. Uh, hospitality. Uh, this there was this. Uh, author who says, when we first meet people, when we first get in contact with people, try not to talk. Okay? Find out about them. Uh, let them talk for 30 minutes. Okay? Uh, hear their views, hear their, their over coffee, and then uh, the next 30 minutes they will give to you. Okay? Over dinner, over a meal. Alright, so remember last week I talked about bless. Can you remember what is bless? Huh? Okay, time to test you already. B stands for? Oh no. Oh no, I have to retell my sermon already. B is what? Intellectual. Oh, oh intellectual. Only me. Ah. B is what? Begin in prayer. Second, L. Listen to them. Okay, listen first. Don't talk so much. Listen first. E, e is what? Eat with them. Ah. That one you all remember. Huh? Like the jailer, uh, wah, makan, very, very important. Okay, eat with them. Concrete relational, eat with them, okay? S, serve them, okay? Pray for them, serve them, okay? What do you need? Let me help you. Only lastly is what? Share, okay? Share your testimony, share the gospel, share God's story, okay? Very good, you all got four out of five. Okay, very good. And this group of people, they are looking for uh, churches that don't just have lip service. When you say, oh, we actually want to bless the community. Uh, we want to share. But actually got no activity in the church to bless others. So they are wondering, hey, my 10% go where? Or go to their own people. So they know that you are only doing lip service. So they are looking for uh, Christians and churches who actually really do something to help the community. Okay? Do social justice. Okay? That's why we, uh, we believe in involving in uh, El Shaddai, refugee ministry, involving migrant workers, uh, missions. Okay? So it's something that we are passionate about. Okay? We're not just lip service. 
Thirdly, they are looking for practical wisdom. Okay, so this group of people, they are not interested in the exegesis of the sermon. They are only interested in the practical, how to apply, uh, Pastor, you say so many things. How to apply, okay, very practical. And lastly, they are interested in active service. They want to use their time, talent, and treasure to serve God. Okay, they don't serve, they will backslide one. Okay, so this group of people must get them something to do. Give them something to do that they can value at. Okay, so that's how you reach out to the concrete relational. Okay, let me do a quick uh, uh, survey, uh, stats. Uh. How many of you feel that you are like Lydia, the more intellectual pathway one? And that's how you draw close to God or that's how you are converted. How many, how many Lydias here? Show of hands. One, okay, not bad. Only one. I feel very lonely, you know. Huh? Any leaders here? Wow, boa, serious ah? Okay la. It means God sent me to the right place ah. I'm supposed to fill up the, the gap ah, the gap ah, the gap ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct ah, correct. Okay, how many of you are like the uh, slave girl, you know, who were converted through spiritual experiences as well as emotional encounters? Anyone? Anyone? Slave girl? Oh, some? Okay, were touched by God spiritually or emotionally. So there are a few, okay? How many of you feel that you are like the jailer, very concrete, relational, and that's how you came to the Lord? Huh? Practical acts people did to you, okay? You, you feel the love from somebody who is very tangible, okay? Concrete, relational. Okay, very good. So the, the sample size proved that it is correct. Okay, it's correct, you know why not? Because statistically, intellectual power is the least. Uh, second is the intuitive pathway. Okay, and thirdly is concrete relation. So most people are actually concrete relation. Uh. Don't talk so much, show me what, what is it, work or not. Don't bluff me, you know. I need to see something real, I can touch one. Okay, concrete relation. Uh. Okay, so uh, since most of you are concrete relation, uh, wow, you have a big job ahead of you. Make your love concrete, uh, you know, don't just talk. Uh, you know, make your love concrete. That's how you reach out to people, okay. Uh, show your friendship evangelism in, in, a, in a powerful way, okay. Uh, and... and so you realize that if you are converted in a certain way, you express in a certain way. Okay? Agree? Huh? Because that's how you draw close to God. So you express it. Okay? And um, it's very natural. Okay? So that's why we need each other. Things you can do, I cannot do. Things I can do, you cannot do. Okay? So we need each other. We need to partner each other so that you can reach more people uh, for Christ. So in summary, uh, let me summarize. In Luke 10, 20, 27, it says... Uh, Jesus answered, you shall love the Lord with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. So we are called to love the Lord with our whole being. Okay, every part of our being, we are supposed to use it to love the Lord. Okay, and, um, and we also realize that uh, even though we are supposed to love the Lord with our whole being, different people come to the Lord uh, quite differently. Okay, they love the Lord uh, in different magnitudes, in different streams. So uh, some people, their heart okay, is more drawn to the Lord. That's their pathway to God. Some people, it's their soul, spiritually. Okay, they, they, they connect with God very well. Some people, it's their strength. They must do something for God. Some people, it's with their mind, uh, people like me. And some people, it's true socially. Okay, so these are different pathways that people use uh, to draw to close to God. And we need to help them, okay, point them to, to those pathways and partner with them so that they can draw closer to God. All right, even as we close, uh, I want to invite 
the musicians up in front. Okay, I'm going to take this time to just connect with God. I don't know which pathway you are, but even as we close with this song, you need to know that the Lord does everything He can okay, to use you and me okay, to draw His people close to Himself. Okay, and He wants us to love Him with all our hearts, all our souls, all our strength, all our mind. Uh, and to love our neighbor as ourselves. Right? So these are the pathways to God and we are all different. We give thanks that we are all created different. Uh, and just be aware of your own pathway. So as you draw close to God, you must also ask God, hey God, how can you use me? Okay, to help other people draw close to God. Right? So even as we sing this song, let's arise and, and let's uh, just Surrender ourselves to God and say, God, use me. Because I'm wired differently, I'm created differently. And you're going to use this body of Christ in all its different uh, giftings to point more people to you, Allah. Because you are interested in reaching out to anyone, doesn't matter who they are. Your love will find a way. Anoint us, use us, O Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Just raise your hands to the Lord wherever you are as a sign of dedication. Hallelujah, Lord. Lord Father, we pray that we will be like Paul and Silas, O Lord. Like Timothy and Luke, O Lord. Where we are used by you with our different strengths, our different wirings, O Lord. To be part of this body of Christ. To reach out to a diverse group of people who are wired differently, O Lord. We give thanks, we are unique and you have gifted us uniquely, O Lord. So use us even to reach out to the people around us, O Lord, who may be far away from you. We give thanks that you do all that you can to draw close to them through us, O Lord. So we commit ourselves to you. Uh, use us to reach those who are intellectual, O Lord. Use us to reach out to those who are more intuitive and use us to exercise love in concrete relational ways, O Lord. Anoint your people, Lord, so that as a body, we are strong. We are your hands and your feet. We are your mouthpiece in these last days, O Lord, to point many more people back to you. And we declare that we love you with all our beings, O Lord. And we pray that others will love you as well, O Lord. So use us. We commit Maranatha Christian Assembly into your hands. May we be your sword and light in these last days. We pray and ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen, amen.